Welcome to Hallucinated, a podcast for curious souls driven by a desire for discovery. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hallucinated. So I haven't been making episodes for a little bit because I just didn't really feel like talking about anything in particular. But in this week's episode, um, I'm going to be talking about the Enneagram, but specifically types 4 and 5. And um, because I see online like people are confused about which one they are. And having studied it for like a week, I now feel like, yeah, I could talk about this. Um, And I say that kind of facetiously, but at the same time, um, I did read a lot, like I read a couple of different books on, on the subject and because I was confused about what type I was and I feel like the more that I study the Enneagram, honestly, the more upset it makes me because here's the thing about the Enneagram, it's like, um, you know, whereas the MBTI is based on your strengths and what you're doing well, the Enneagram is focused on like your deepest fears and like shame and like resentment and like just negative feelings and the whole system is based on the idea that we have like you know three basic fears three basic things that we're shameful or that we feel ashamed about um and three things that we feel like resentful of and our egos if you don't know what what an ego is i feel like even though my last episode about um it ego and super ego wasn't about enneagram i mean it still applies so go ahead and check that out like your ego is kind of formed um by trying to mask these unpleasant ids um and yeah so um yeah this this is what i'm talking about today uh types four and five um i didn't want to talk about it but like i feel like whenever i study something I need to talk to somebody about it. Like, if I don't, I experience this crazy thing where, like, I can't sleep <laughs> or, like, like it's just so much pent-up, like, mental energy and it just, it's terrifying to me. So, like, whenever people want to talk to me about something that I've been, like, ruminating on for, like, years, like, if you ask me one question about, like, languages, like, how to study languages oh my god, you are going to get a lengthy response because I have been thinking about this for so long and I don't get a chance to talk about it. So when you give me the opportunity, oh, I will like harp on that. And even if you don't give me the opportunity, if I can like find my way like to like talk about it, I will talk about it and I will talk about it to death. Like, um, and that's just how my kind of energy works. And it is very much related to... The topic of today so i just feel like i want to like ask the universe to like send this podcast to like whoever needs to hear it who whoever is like struggling with finding their type that might get a bit of help from listening to um like my insights on it and um and other than that i guess let's just get started so yeah, so the Enneagram is basically formed upon our, like, I guess insecurities and, like, things that we don't feel good about. Like, it's based on our negative emotions and we form identities to kind of, like, uh, get around these emotions and um, just, like, each type has a different strategy for dealing with these emotions and... Um, the type four is, I think you probably know at this point if you're like trying to figure out if you're four or five, but just like for, you know, completeness sake or whatever, <laughs> I'm going to just explain it real quick. So like the four and five, they kind of on the surface, they don't seem very similar. The four is in the emotional triad, whereas the five is in like the fear or no thinking triad. And so the four is based on feelings of shame like feeling like they're not good enough to be loved it's like a feeling of like lovability and um the five is more um afraid that they can't survive so they're more just uh insecure about their ability just like to survive you know um 
so on the surface they seem kind of different because on the surface like we associate fives with like like bill gates like scientists and fours with like you know like tchaikovsky and like artists um and so it can be can it, it can be kind of like puzzling where where people are like trying to decide which one they are because it seems like you should be able to figure it out but actually i think these two have a lot more in common than you might think because i think these two are both i think these two are the most isolated um types of all the types and they have the most trouble with people um like that's like my my whole thing is like i'm completely like weird about people um so let's see i wrote some notes here i'm gonna try to go off my notes um so as an example like when i was reading the the fours and the fives oh my god sorry my mind is like completely like uh disorganized but the reason that i wanted to actually make this podcast even though i don't want to think about enneagram anymore because like it makes me anxious to like think about my anxiety um is because i had a dream about it and that's what kind of like clarified the four versus five situation and the dream basically said it's whatever came first and i'll explain that now so basically um when i was looking this morning at like um on like the website you know like the website for like enneagram that really pretty one like minimalistic one um vincent van gogh was listed as a five And it's like, that is like the example that we need. We don't need to be talking about Bill Gates because that is completely confusing because like, or not confusing, but it's just like, it's so stereotypical that like you think that every five is meant to be an artist. But the thing is, a five just wants to be good at anything. Like it just wants to be good at something so that it can survive. And um, I read um, Vincent Van Gogh's um, I guess you could call it an autobiography, but it basically is just a collection of his letters to his brother that kind of like illustrated this pretty well. So like the five wants to be good at something, right? So he, Vincent Van Gogh really wanted to be good at art. Blah. You don't need to like read the book to know that, but he was really struggling as an artist because he wasn't making money. He wasn't selling things. And he was like, he was just obsessed with the idea of becoming good enough so that people will be like, able to accept him as an artist so that he can make a living as an artist like that's what he was most worried about and but i think he has some four-ish qualities because um well first of all he's he's pretty isolated and second of all which which you know is a four and a five thing but second of all he kind of like has this four thing where he like wants to be accepted by somebody on like a romantic kind of like interpersonal level but um he actually like was living with this lady um i don't remember if they officially got married or something but they were definitely like living together um and then it kind of felt like she was just taking from his energy or whatever but he was basically like nah no thanks like he kind of has that fourish like push and pull kind of um thing with people but it seems like at the core of his being though like he's most concerned with being good enough at art and um so in relation to these like fears and shames like the five's fear of not being able to survive and the four shame of um not being lovable they have like these different um vices so the five is like the five's vice is stinginess like um and i think i'm a five so like i'm talking about me um we have kind of like this rat like mentality where we want to like hoard things and we don't want to like anything leak out like our energy our time is everything to us and material is like a part of that but you know material is like a part i mean a material is something that you can that you can get easily with time and money like or not time a time and energy if you're willing to spend the time and the energy you're gonna have the material like think about any like you know hourly based um 
jobs where you work an hour and you trade that hour of your time and energy for money. Now, if you had unlimited time and unlimited energy, you would have unlimited money, right? But the thing is, it's not that we're being capped on a material level. We're being capped mostly on like a time level because we don't have infinite time. Like if I could magically have 60 more hours every day compared to everybody else, um, then I would have like that much more money. You know what I mean? Um, so like, I think we're extremely worried about how we spend our um, time and energy, but mostly time. And um, the fourth vice is envy. So, um, you know, I think the four kind of thinks that the four and five, they both worry about like their their value, I guess. But five is more thinking about it on like a material, um, tangible level. Like, <clears throat> like, do I have the ability to like fix, I don't know, like a broken toilet or something? Like, because if I can do that, then I can, you know, get money for that and like whatever. Like, it's kind of um, worth on a job market kind of level and um and also just like basic like survival like i think all fives like probably deep down really want to be like Lara croft or like bear grills because the the idea that we can like survive on our own accord whoa that's like so powerful um because that's like our deepest fears that we can't do that and um you know, the more that we move away from doing basic physical things and more like into like computers and stuff, I think the the, the stronger that fear becomes. Um, yeah. So anyway, then the four though is like more worried about like their worth. And I think that the four kind of sees everybody on like a hierarchy. Like if you're at the bottom, then like you're not worthy of love. If you're at the top, then like you're the most worthy of love. And because of that, they have envy. They think that other people have what they want and that they can't have. Um, so yeah. Um, so the five is like pretty much doing everything it can to survive and the four is doing everything it can to be liked but it kind of looks like the opposite of what it is because the five can be extremely like bookish and like you know like head in the clouds like spending all day at the library reading and not actually applying anything that they're learning because they're so afraid of like messing up and like wasting their time and energy so that like they're not actually doing what it is that they need to survive whereas the four is so concerned about being liked that like they will want to reject you before you get a chance to reject them um, so like they might come off as extremely unlikable and weird and eccentric just so that they can push you away first. And then when you don't like them, they can be like, yeah, that's just, that's just because I'm so special and you're so normal. Or they can come off extremely like flamboyant. I'm kind of thinking of Ilana from uh, Broad City. She's like this character who's, um, she's like so open about like her sexuality and she has like very, um... I guess progressive views um some of the some of which are so uh, extreme I guess that like most people can't relate like she has really strong views about um uh I guess anti-monogamy um yeah so but she's like extremely likable I don't I don't know if I would say she's a four because I feel like she I don't think she's concerned about being liked but the four, I feel like, can can come off extremely flamboyant and like, yeah, I accept myself. Like, I'm all, almost kind of like an aggressive sort of self-acceptance that is founded upon this deep well of shame and insecurity. Um, and with the five, it's like, I was like, I'm not a five, but I also can't, 
at first I was like, I'm not a five. Now I definitely think I'm a five, but I was like, I'm not a five, but like, I'm also not really into like being eccentric. I feel like I am eccentric because here's the thing, like fives, we need so much time to ourselves that like we, um, we isolate ourselves and we become an island and we kind of, you know how like when you, (laughs) when you go to like a, an untouched island, you can bring diseases that, like, you're completely chill with, but, like, it can just, like, wipe them out. I feel like that's how I feel about other, I'm, like, I'm, like, my pristine little island, and then, um, having to, like, engage in, like, pointless conversation, what I view as pointless, um, conversation with other people is just, it's, like, deadly to me, and then I don't want to, like, learn their ways, like, I'm thinking of that example of that guy who was, like, going to these little islands or, like, this one little island trying to convert people to Christianity. And then the the people there ended up, they, like, kept on sending him away. And at the end, um, they were just, like, sick of this guy because, like, he was dangerous. Like, he was coming over, like, bringing potential, like, diseases and stuff that these people could die from. And then trying to, like, teach them his ways. And so they just ended up killing him. And I feel like this is, like... I mean, it's a real thing, but it's also kind of like a metaphor for how fives feel um, when encroached upon. And um, yeah, like we, it's like we don't really want to spend the time and energy to like learn how to get along with people because most of the time it doesn't matter. Like, I know this sounds horrible, but it is what it is. If you're a five, I feel like you can somewhat agree, but maybe this is like kind of like an unhealthy five, but basically it's like, if I'm talking to somebody and I, I, it's not, it's not that I want to be rude, it's not that I want to like hurt them, whatever, but I just like, I need my space, and like, if I'm in a situation where like, I'm supposed to kind of feign familiarity, but it's not real, let's say like, like my boyfriend, he has like these friends that like he hangs out with, and like, I'm not really friends with them, but I kind of have to like pretend like I'm their friend kind of and but it's it's just exhausting to me and I don't want to like I don't want to learn your ways. Like I don't want to learn your Christianity if that makes any sense. Like I don't want to like learn what is what I'm supposed to talk about, what I'm not supposed It's just exhausting to me. So I just completely shut down and like I don't want to be a part of it because I don't see how these connections could even lead to anything productive for me anyway. If they were in fields that I was interested in, like on a career level, then I might be trying to see this as like a like a networking opportunity. But like the truth is, I don't want to do what any of them do. So it's like I don't care very much. Um, so I end up being extremely like weird, I guess, like kind of like uh, eccentric, but not because I want to be like if if possible, I would love to just be invisible and just, like, disappear. That would be, because then I wouldn't have to expend any energy, and I can just, like, I mean, I kind of want to observe, because I'm kind of, like, nosy a little bit, but, like, um, as soon as I lose interest, I would love to just, like, disappear, and I lose interest pretty quick. (laughs) Um, Also, another thing about being a five is, like, in my dreams, a lot of the time, I don't, I'm not even a character, like, I'm not even playing a role, um, I'm just, like, I'm kind of, like, God, I guess, um, <laughs> like, uh, I don't have a body, but I can see everything, I can, like, um, yeah, I can see other people, um, so this is kind of, like, a five-ish sort of, like, observer mentality, where we don't want to actually, like, spend any energy to, like, participate in the drama of life, we just kind of want to, like, watch, and, um, when I was reading, like, the keywords of like different types for five they keep on saying like emotionally detached and i i didn't know i didn't know what that meant i was like i'm not emotionally detached if anything i'm so attached to my emotions i've i'm basically like ruled by my emotions sometimes like right now like i don't really see the point in making this podcast uh really but it's like i know if i don't make this podcast though I'm gonna keep on thinking about this forever, so I need to just make it so I can stop thinking about it. Um, 
and to me that's like an emotion of like being afraid of like overthinking I don't know for me that's like an emotion so I'm like I'm not emotionally detached I'm so like aware of my feelings but I looked it up and emotionally detached just means like you're unwilling or unable to emotionally connect with others and it's like wow like I feel like like that is just like (laughs) um I feel like that's why like I find it hard to like I don't even want to talk about it, see, because I don't want to, like, emotionally, like, connect, um, on that level, but, yeah, it's just accurate, um, anyway, so I feel like the four and the five, they have, like, different, like, ideals, um, the five, like, if, if you ask people, would you rather be in, in the perfect, um, relationship, like, romantic relationship, or, like, yeah, would you rather have, like, the perfect friend or something like that? I would lump relationship and friend in the same, like, category, kind of. Like, would you ha- rather have, like, the perfect interpersonal life or whatever, you know? Or would you rather have, like, the perfect career? Um, I feel like fives would all pick career and fours would all pick partner because one time, like, this person that I worked with, he was like, would you rather be with somebody who is... I think he said like really like wealthy but kind of like emotionally neglectful or somebody who is um not so wealthy but like very attentive to your emotional needs I'm like neither I really don't care I want to be with somebody who makes me more competent in life like somebody who teaches me how to do things that I need to know how to do um so that's very five um and I feel like deep down, fives, we look up to people like Lara Croft and Bear Girls, like I said before, because like these people know how to survive on a most, on the most tangible level. Like sometimes I think like these people that we think of as competent now, like, um, are actually not. And like, so like, if, for example, Elon Musk, like we think he's so freaking competent, but like, imagine this, like apocalypse and like, um, I think at first he'll be fine, but like, I don't know if that guy can like run and like catch things to like kill and eat. I don't know. Maybe he can, but like, I can't really see it. And like, I'm so concerned about like survival that I want to be competent in all ways. Like I want to, I want to be physically able. I want to be like mentally able. Um, and then so people will accuse you of wanting to be like good at everything. So I think that's why some people can confuse being a five with being a one. I think being a one is about wanting to be perfect at, at things. But basically it's like, it's not that I want to be the best at everything. I just want to be good enough. And in my eyes, nobody's good enough at anything. Um, no, that's not true. I think a lot of people are really good at stuff. Like I definitely think Bear Grylls is very good at what he does. Um, but I think most people are not good enough to survive on, like, an anything-goes kind of level, you know? Like, I want to be able to survive in, like, modern society, but I also want to be able to survive in, like, a pre-civilization or, like, post-civilization kind of scenario. Um, and then, anyway, so I think the fours ideal would be more like somebody like Billie Eilish she's such an individual like her hair what is that um the green and the black um and she's such an individual but like she's celebrated for who she is and i think deep down the four just wants to be loved as they are it's such like a tender feeling um and yeah so i think the five's highest ideal is self-reliance Whereas the four's highest ideal is just total acceptance. And I think that comes from a place of uh, self-acceptance, actually. So, um, but I don't think they realize it. I think they have the feeling like they need somebody else to accept them before they can accept themselves. As if, like, somebody else is, like, the the master of like acceptance and like I get to I like I'm the authority on acceptance and I say you're a pretty fine fellow it's like that's not how it works and the fours know that because 
the, the minute that somebody accepts you as you are, you start to demean that person. You start to think, well, that person's not an authority because they're clearly wrong. And the whole time you're not realizing like you're the only person deciding it. Like you putting the power in somebody else's hands doesn't mean that they actually have the power. It's like uh, Jean-Paul Sartre, he wrote, um, he answered like some questions, I think, and then they turned it into a book um, about existentialism. I forgot what the book is called, but anyway, so he was saying like, other people really don't have the power over you that you think that they do. When you, for example, ask somebody for help or like, I mean, advice, when you ask somebody for advice and even if you decide like whatever they say I'm going to do, you still have all of that power. Why? Because you were the person who decided that you were going to go ask them and then trust them and not somebody else and not yourself, for example. Like you decided that. So the four decides like everybody who doesn't accept me, they must be right. And then everybody who does accept me, they must be wrong. Therefore, the four is really the one that's making the call. They've been existing in this perpetual self-rejection that they've kind of projected it onto other people they kind of think other people don't accept me and then so they come at you with this aggressive self-acceptance like i love myself so much because you know um they actually don't so that's kind of like the difference between a four and a five and the part where it gets confusing and i maybe i should have like started with this a little bit earlier but whatever i i just really hope that the universe sends this podcast to to whoever needs to hear it, um, and not to anybody else, because I don't want to waste your time either. Um, so we have these traumatic points in our lives that add shape to what we are. So if you're a five, but you have a point in your life where you're not accepted for who you are, you can start to have like fourish fixations. Or if you're a four, and then you have a point in your life where you've been like truly um close to not surviving you can have a little bit of five-ish fixations and i think everybody has um issues that of all the numbers but and i think this is the magic of enneagram because i hadn't really studied the other types too too much because i just read the description and i was like nope <laughs> uh not me um I read a couple of the other ones that I thought might be me, but yeah, I feel like you have like usually like three or four that you think might be you. But anyway, so we can relate to the issues of every type, but it's like, it's like how hard it actually hits you. And, um, so it needs to be like traumatic enough, like where you're not bouncing back from it right away. And, um, so for the five, um, yeah, for the five who develops these four-ish fixations, which I think is actually, I think four and five go together so well, because, like, let's say you've been spending all this time, like, doing things that you think are necessary, and you become, like, extremely weird in the, in the eyes of other people, it can kind of become a threat to your survival, because I often feel like a big issue for me survival wise is like not getting this whole like social interaction thing and i think it's not that i don't get it i just don't spend the time necessary to be good at it and i feel like that's one of my huge weaknesses um and so i can get kind of fixated on not being accepted for who i am because i'm just like oh i wish people could just like get on my level or just like i wish people could just like accept everybody as they are like as long as you're not hurting anybody what's the harm why are we so inefficient like it pisses me off that we have to like the idea that people spend like hours and hours just hanging out with each other doing like not much of anything that that baffles me and i don't want to participate in it and um And so I'm just kind of like baffled by like the inefficiency of this whole like social game. I wish we could just like not have to do all that. Um, So I struggle with, uh, you know, feeling like my style is like not jiving with the style of everybody else. And then I have a friend who I think is a four, but I don't want to type him, but I just feel like he has a lot of four-ish tendencies. Um, And I feel like he has come to points where he's like 
his survival is kind of at stake but he bounces back so quick like he has so much confidence in that area it's so funny because it's like he doesn't worry about it as much as i do but and he doesn't work on it as much as i do i think but like he's just good at it like he's just he can get a job like in a day and like he's chilling and he doesn't really care and um i feel like for for these minor ish minor ish um traumas that that can give us qualities of another type i think that's why we call them wings you know five wing four or four wing five or whatever um i think these wings get fixed ish <laughs> um by minor counterpoints like for the person who develops like fourish tendencies you just need one person who lets you be yourself unfiltered and then you're back to being a five and then for the four who be, who develops five-ish tendencies, you just need one experience of like getting a job and like having enough money from that job to survive to be like, okay, I'm back. Like I've, I've taken care of that, you know? Um, and then the bigger issue is the thing that you just keep on like fixating on over and over and over and over. And um, so for the, for the five who is actually like, for the five who's having like a quick four-ish issue um after you have like that one friend who like gets you you're like okay i'm chill and then you start seeing other people as a threat again um and like i'm speaking for me um i'm just like terrified of people draining and wasting my energy with no return and i can't even complain about it because like in most instances you're not being forced to hang out with anybody and and that's where it gets tricky because i feel like my boyfriend is like the one person that like i can be myself around um and i treasure that relationship but he treasures like he treasures that but like he also treasures like hanging out with his friends and i feel like i can see how like it can be kind of embarrassing for him that i totally just do not want to be a part of that so sometimes i s- subject myself to the torture of having to like hang out with people that he cares about but it's like i'm so stingy with my time and energy that the whole time i'm just like thinking of ways that i could actually get something out of it um so like maybe i'll like maybe i'll like be on my phone and just like use that time to like read about things i want to read about um but i just like i'm doing the bare minimum i'm coming off as like just yeah uh i don't know so that's where it gets kind of tricky where like your conflicts kind of like or not your conflicts but like your goal kind of requires you to do something that you don't want to do um but yeah um and then um I want to be a flamboyant like a four and just be like here's who i am but i find it hard to exert the energy necessary to go against the status quo um and we're basically all about energy conservation and like not wasting energy and then that that's so funny because it's like we can actually get constipated with our energy uh, we can like take in so much mental information like i literally have days where i like read several books in one day and um and then it doesn't go anywhere and then i can't sleep i physically can't sleep like i'm in bed and i'm shaking it's not that i've read anything scary um it's just so much going on and i'm like shaking my heart's beating really fast and um and I kind of think of this energy conservation kind of like a rich person who wants even more money, kind of like Trump. And you're like, wait, but what do you need more money for? Like, seriously, if I were Trump, I would just like, no, or not if I were Trump, like if I just had like a bunch of money, I would just like not do anything, um, which kind of feels like a waste. And I would feel kind of like responsible because I'm not putting that money to good use. But at the same time, it's just like, what do you need all that money for? Um but yeah so for for the five it's like the same thing but with our energy and time like i'm spending all of covid quarantining at home and yet i'm still extremely stoked to have a few hours alone because then i can do things that i feel like i can't do now which is like play music really loud um and that's basically it 
and um yeah so like we're very conscious of energy that's being leaked out and um we just don't want to spend any energy on something that we can't see like the final result of basically like it's doing something that's unproductive and unrewarding it like pisses us off and sometimes we'll like spend a few hours doing something extremely unproductive actually i spend a lot of time doing things that are um seemingly kind of unproductive like reading a whole bunch about an uh, enneagram but even though it seems unproductive on the outside in my little brain i'm like okay if i understand myself a little bit better i'm gonna be able to operate myself so much better it's like i'm a car <laughs> it's like i'm a car and i need to know how to drive it um so it seems unproductive but it's really not um okay so then for the four that develops like a five-ish trauma or issue well after they get a job um you know and they can pay the bills and they're surviving whatever they're fixated on love and relationships again and like it's like my friend like he has a very generous nature he's i don't think he really even has five-ish issues but like he's very generous like he's very giving of his time and energy and he'll like um like in in college like he'll like invite people to like eat at the dining commons which like were so freaking expensive like unnecessarily expensive um and but he has like this pattern of like pushing and pulling away from people um pushing no yeah pushing and pulling people to him like i hope this is like i don't think he listens to my podcast but if he does i hope he's like not offended because i think he knows this um so yeah the four and five they can develop each other's issues and for a moment they might seem like the other type and actually these issues might be so intertwined that you exhibit both but but um i feel like the question is which one came first (laughs) and like that was like the whole realization of my dream is like as a kid did you struggle more with envy or with stinginess honestly as a kid i struggled so hard with stinginess it's not something that i even really struggled with because it's not something that i wanted to end um like with my toys i just like did not want to share them and it's like i it's like dude like you're an only child like you have so many resources to you like available to you like why are you like this but it's just how you are and i would like spend my time like reading books about science and like hummingbirds and like um like mystery riddles and stuff like that and um i I asked my grandma to teach me how to knit because i was like that is such a marketable skill like that's such a good and i'm not even kidding i think like knitting is actually a really good skill but i mean there are more efficient ways though to like get a piece of clothing made i think um but it's just like it makes you feel so self-reliant to be able to do that and um and i don't know what caused me to start feeling like that like maybe the trauma started before i was consciously aware but i've always been kind of like that whereas like the envy stuff that kind of developed definitely after i started being like the weird kid and when i like as soon as soon as like i started having to figure out how to get along with people and like wasn't trying to like spend the energy to learn how to do that like that became kind of an issue but having like my one person that like gets me and like lets me like be me makes me feel like okay i can like be my five self again so i just feel like it depends on what started first and the mysterious thing is you might not know what caused that original first thing and you kind of like spend your whole life trying to trying to figure that one out and um it's almost like i almost feel like enneagram is the same as like your north node or it it flavors it or something um and i think some people would be like uh enneagram is so now like astrology astrology is so 
but it's like, dude, if you read a book on astrology, a good one, not like, not like, eh, Virgos are so perfectionist, uh, if you read a good one, oh, it will, like, scare you with the accuracy, it'll be, like, it's, like, scary accurate, um, and I don't want to tell you what's so accurate about it, because that means I have to, like, emotionally, like, connect, but anyway, um, then, though, there can be, like, things that, like, repeatedly make you feel, like, your original type and they just kind of like reinforce it like so with fours maybe you kind of like just started out in life being kind of like envious and like um just feeling like you weren't lovable as you were and then things happen to you over and over that make you feel like this is the truth and then with fives it's more like you start out feeling like you can't survive on your own which, I mean, that is just true. No no kid can survive on their own. Like, no baby can survive. So I'm just surprised why everyone's not a five. Then um, things happen to you repeatedly to confirm that, like, worst fear. And, and I think maybe, like, if you look at your dreams, you can see what what your issues are. So, like, I learned that there's a phase in your sleep where you can dream and yet not feel afraid which is so cool because like everything that you're it's kind of like when Nietzsche said what doesn't kill you makes you stronger or whatever it's like whatever you're faced with that you cannot quite deal with emotionally um in your waking life your dreams are preparing you to uh deal with that So I have a lot of dreams, not lately, but like I tend to have dreams where somebody's trying to kill me and like my survival's at stake and I'm like running away. Like those are the, those are pretty much the only times when I have a dream in which I actually have a body. And, um, and the thing is, I'm like excited in those dreams. Like I'm not afraid and I, and I never understood like why, because that seems so terrifying to most people that would seem like a nightmare but i was just like happy about it um but it's because i'm in that phase of sleep where i can't be afraid so it actually fear fear can actually feel like excitement because on a physiological level it's the same thing like your heart's beating fast your blood pressure goes up you're hyper aware hyper focused very vigilant and it's the same thing that's why we like roller coasters i love roller coasters because it's a safe way to experience that feeling that i already feel all the time anyway and um so i think these dreams are basically just like a toner kind of for the anxiety that i tend to feel um and i don't know if this is true for the fours if you disagree please let me know (laughs) um but for me i feel like fear and anxiety kind of controls me a lot more than my sadness like my sadness i let it leak out whatever it happens but my anxiety and my fears that is just such a nuisance because like it's physical like I can't sleep and that just like destroys my productivity for the whole next day and um and so and this is very five-ish I like read a book on herbalism because I was like I don't want to be like at the mercy of a freaking doctor I don't want somebody to feel like they can like prescribe me things or decide not to prescribe me things I want to be in control of myself i want to take care of myself so i read this book on um herbalism and it was so good that i had to like read more books on herbalism but this was just like the perfect book and it taught me um herbs for like different systems of your body and one of the systems is like the nervous system and um and so you have these herbs that can act as sedatives or you can have herbs that act as stimulants and I, um, and so I was just in a phase of like trying out different herbs for my eyes, for my belly, for whatever. And, um, and by the way, like 
they say that calendula is like super good for your eyes and like i had some and my vision got better like improved my um prescription went down and i was like whoa like the number got smaller i was like this is miraculous and then and then lo and behold i started not taking it because i was like i'm fixed um and now my vision's worse again um but anyway so so yeah you have these like sedatives and you have these stimulants and you have things that are kind of like a combination of both and um so after i learned that i started trying different herbs and i found myself so freaking drawn to the sedatives and also to aromatic bitters which are supposedly good for your digestive system and I, like i do have like stomach e issues which i don't know if i believe in medical astrology but it's so weird like they say that virgos virgo sons i guess i have these issues and i totally do uh hold on my mic is like <clears throat> picking up on me drinking water sorry if that's gross or whatever um so yeah i found myself really really drawn to the sedatives because i just feel like i'm so freaking high strung i'm like hoarding all of this energy mental physical emotional and i'm not letting it out and like the only way to like get by is just like heavy sedatives all day like yesterday like, I hadn't been sleeping well for a while, so yesterday, I brewed up this, like, concoction of, like, all the sedatives that I had. I have, like, over, I think, 25 different herbs, and, like, I brewed it up in, like, large quantities, and, like, just drank that, and I could finally sleep, um, and I'm gonna do it again today, uh, so I feel like for fours, I don't know, like, maybe you're more of a stimulant person because sadness is, like, just feeling bad with low energy. And then fear is, like, feeling bad with high energy. <laughs> and I feel like maybe, and I could be wrong, but, like, maybe fours kind of swing between, like, different low energy states of, like, sadness and then, like, peace. Because I've asked some people who I think might be fours, I'm like, what is like the feeling that you most want to feel? And they're just like peace. Because I think, <clears throat> I think peace is something that they can understand because they feel it sometimes. And they know that that's like the, the better version of what they could be feeling instead, which is like low energy, bad feelings, which is sadness. And then for me, I don't really want to feel peace. Like it, it scares me thinking about peace sometimes because I'm like, that sounds so boring. Um, and I want to feel like excitement and like fun, um, because I think I have like more of like high energy and which doesn't seem like it, like, cause I'm conserving it so hard around some people that I could probably seem like I have no energy at all, but no, I'm just like hoarding it all for myself. <laughs> um, yeah, so like for high energy, we swing between like anxiety, fear, and like excitement and fun and i think our highest ideal is just like to be in the fun mode um but there's like a balance and i hate i hate that but like there's like a balance to what you know we what we need i guess to be to be healthy like you can't just drown yourself in sedatives or stimulants and expect that to be like okay forever you know you need to like like sedatives work really well for people who have high energy naturally and then stimulants work really well for people who have low energy naturally so like you need that balance but like if i were to take a stimulant oh my god mm -mm. like i'm at a point where i can't really even eat chocolate <laughs> which sucks because i love chocolate but if i eat chocolate then i'm gonna have to just take more sedatives um and and yeah i guess that's all i wanted to say about that like look at what what drugs i guess you're drawn to and it's not even a drug that's the awesome thing like with herbs you can't even like get in trouble i mean with some herbs you can but like herbalism is really definitely not about marijuana or shrooms it's like literally like freaking lavender or like chamomile or like 
valerian valerian is a gnarly one um and um see what you're drawn to and like that's an indication of what you are like you're probably the opposite of that naturally and um just think let me think if there's anything else i want to say yeah, there's something else I want to say. Like, if you're a five, learn about herbalism, that stuff. Because, like, herbs are not that expensive. I mean, you can buy them in bulk. Um, and and you probably don't have friends. But if you did, you could, like, share with your friends. <laughs> um, and uh, they kind of, like, make you feel like you have control over yourself and you don't need to rely on somebody else to like prescribe you things i have such a disdain for doctors because i feel like i'm at the mercy of them like if if something goes wrong with me i want to be the one to fix it i don't want somebody else to feel like they can do that for me and um yeah so um let me think if there's anything else i want to say because if i don't say it's gonna like eat away at me <clears throat> if i don't let it out check my notes i guess all i want to say is i feel like excessive self-contemplation can lead to extreme anxiety and or depression especially when you're studying the enneagram because it is basically based on your freaking issues and I love, I love the fact that it doesn't pathologize your issues per se. It doesn't say like, ooh, you're like anxious about this. Therefore, you have like generalized anxiety disorder. Or like, and honestly, fours, if you went to a psychiatrist, they wouldn't be like, you're a four. They would be like, you have borderline personality disorder. And it's like, the DSM, the freaking doctors they want to like put you in a box so they can like control you and like give you medicine um and get paid and and i just like the fact that the enneagram recognizes the fact that everyone everyone has an issue dude like everyone is messed up in some way nobody's perfect and that's fine and like i was like getting into aquascaping a little bit not actually doing it because i actually like need to get a shelf in my room so i can like make the room to put the tank on but basically aquascaping is like a lesson on life dude like aquascaping oh my god it's like science and art combined and you get to play god you get to decide like what you put in there but what happens in there is like up to real god you know what i'm saying like it's up to like whatever happens in there happens in there and it's like like you might put in something and it might die and that's fine because it'll feed something else and just like everything is part of this great big cycle and and that's why it's fine that we have different issues it's fine we don't need to all be perfect because perfection is like just everything working together but you are not everything working together you are a part of everything working together you are part of this oneness but you're not the complete oneness it kind of pisses me off when like spiritual people are like i'm god i'm everything you're not everything dude like we're part of this everything but you yourself you're not part you're not everything you're just part of everything um anyway so aquascaping basically taught me that like we don't need to be perfect we don't need to be perfectly competent at everything and we don't um i'm like so like addressing the fives right now but hopefully like if you're a four and the universe decided that you needed to hear this message that you're just like yeah i guess i'm not completely five-ish and another thing is you might have like multiple issues that you identify with that make you a very colorful person and like you might have you might be a five with a heavy four i'm like a five with heavy four um so so yeah
um, and, and also, I don't know, this is kind of, like, related to, like, the sedatives thing, but you might feel like you're drawn to things that give you a taste of what it is that you need to get balanced, so, like, I got really into watching Workaholics and Broad City, which are basically just, like, the same show, but, like, the boy and girl version, and, like, the New York versus, like, SoCal version, with some differences, but, I mean, so many, I mean, it's just, it's basically just, like, people goofing off, and then, like, there's, like, one, there's, like, the one serious one who, like, wants to aspire to greater things, and then, and then contrasted by, like, the other people who are, like, goof-offs, and, like, um, I think I'm drawn to that, like, kind of stuff, because, first of all, it lets me hang out with the person that makes me feel like I can be myself, um, because we watch it together, and it gives us something to talk about, but also, like, I've been, like, going on walks and listening to, like, the Workaholics podcast, and it's, or, it's called This Is Important, um, but, it's like basically the same thing and it's like they're wasting time talking about frivolous things and it's like I don't even have to be there to expend energy to be a part of it I can just like take and I don't have to like give um because I don't want to have like to like spend energy in a friend group and like have to like uh like devote I don't know to to the group or whatever but like I want the fun of it and want like the stories um so I feel like we're just like drawn to like things like that I don't know what a four would be drawn to um if I had to guess which if you're a four you're probably like don't guess don't like insult us with your like crazy like ideas that are definitely offensive um but I'm gonna do it anyway so I think if you were a four the the thing that you like oh is probably it might be the same thing it might be the exact same shows because like um these people like accept themselves as who they are and even adam he he kind of acts like he doesn't accept himself and so hungry to be loved or whatever but in that because he's so expressive about how desperate he is he is actually being really vulnerable and like really himself and so yeah this is probably like just the perfect marriage of like the five and the four desires within me because i feel like i'm a five because the five tendencies came before the four and are more like persistent and enduring and um whatever but i probably like the four aspect of it which like these people are not like trying that hard to blend into society they're just like doing whatever and it's fine so yeah um my throat hurts i'm like talking so much i'm gonna look and um thank you universe for like giving people podcasts to like broadcast their thoughts that maybe other people need to hear uh hopefully but most of all just like just having like a way to like get rid of our mental energy like thank you and for other people like thank you for like you know letting them like emotionally connect to people maybe um through this platform um so yeah when i have something else that i feel like is eating away at me i'm just gonna (laughs) make another podcast but and by the way i feel like this podcast started as a way for me to like have a project to work on to make me feel productive um but it's more like i'm training that muscle of like not giving up on things and just like doing things and i don't feel like i've given up on this per se just because i'm not making regular episodes but in a way it kind of feels like it but i feel like it definitely train that muscle because now i'm like working on other things with less like judgment and like just like letting myself like persevere more um 
so yeah i guess that's like the purpose of this podcast uh it's like a place for like self-growth and just like just like talking about things so that i don't have to like keep it inside um because i was like obsessed with like mbti for so many years and i was like i want to stop obsessing about this this is this is so unproductive i've like i think i've gotten what i needed from it i need to move on i couldn't and then when i made right after i made that episode i like stopped that obsession so it's just like i'm so grateful um and that's like my most listened to episode too um so yeah anyway thank you uh for listening i'm flattered if you like found this interesting like to this point um and and i will like talk to you (laughs) in another episode if there's another episode Okay, well, okay, bye. See ya.